following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. On today's episode, Brian and Tyler are back at it as week four action in college football did not let us down. Plenty of exciting action. Top 25 gets huge shakeups and many weeks are left. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Brian Finch. This is the Two Point Conversation. Tyler, my man. What's going on? I wish my DVR covered local games. Let me start off there. I'm cheap, and I try and find the easiest ways to uh, be able to watch college football and cover most of the bases. The, the weak spot right now is local TV. I use an antenna for that. So anytime a game's on Channel 4, which is our CBS or channel seven ABC. Uh, well, ABC actually get a little lucky because I can go to the ESPN app and it'll carry mm-hmm. over my sling subscription. Cause I, I, I like sling a lot, but the downside is there's no local and I can't record them. I can record a whole bunch of stuff, ESPN, Fox Sports one, all sorts of stuff. But so I, I, I wanted to try and record some stuff, but it just didn't land right this week. Uh, but that's okay. Uh, the live action that I was able to catch was good. How about you? How how in depth did you get? Oh wait, I know this answer. It's wedding season, isn't it? It is. It's officially wedding season. This is my second one that I've been to this year. Uh, it's actually funny that I'll send it to you. Actually, it's uh, during. So my fiance's cousin got married over the weekend, and <laughs> during the ceremony, you know, I was bored, so I pulled up my phone on silent and I was watching our boys in blue for a little bit. So I caught them for a little bit and then I was, you know, scoreboard watching throughout the night. So, um, not a lot of intake this weekend, but it's all right. Yeah. That's what, uh, our, our Twitters are for. That's what our YouTubes are for. You can go back and watch the highlights and, and get some, I don't know, good threads. Sometimes you get good threads. Um, both exchange like follows a good follows someday. Like give a shot, guys. Yeah, um, I follow some excellent ones on just like technique. There's like this D line mm-hmm. guy that does tweets out like some awesome stuff. Anywho, um, well, college football really kicked off on Thursday this week. A little early in the season for Thursday action, right? It, at least I thought there was some on Thursday. Yeah, yeah. West Virginia, Virginia Tech, Coastal Carolina, Georgia, and Georgia State, Chattanooga, and Illinois. They were all kind of blowouts, but um, I thought that was a little early. Normally, I thought they saved Thursdays. Yeah, I thought Thursdays were, you know, mainly for the NFL. But I think uh, when does Wednesday night Mac action? That's that that's, should be in a couple. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. That Maction's actually the one that takes a few weeks to get into. Um, yeah, Maction will be probably. I mean, October is basically here. We got one more week in September, so. Maybe it comes back next week. I don't know. Not yeah, long. hopefully nothing. Nothing beats like Eastern Michigan playing Central Michigan at like nine o'clock on a Wednesday. 
Well, uh, speaking of Eastern Michigan, what up our UB Bulls? Smack there we go, finally. <laughs> There's some anger built up in that win for the UB Bulls. Um, but that's not where I started my action. I started Friday night, a game that you as well got into. Uh, yeah, I watched this pretty good. Syracuse hosts Virginia. Great game. Yeah. Uh, great game. Um, I'm trying to think. Is it Schrager? Schrader? Schrager. Schrager for uh, Syracuse. He's, he can play on Sundays. Schrader, you're right. Why did I say Schrader? Schrader? You're so right. I don't know. Tyler Schrader. with the point. There we go. One nothing. <laughs> um, but yeah, he can he can play on Sundays. Um, I watched this entire game, and I think I know we've been talking about a lot of teams that are not back, but here's a team that's back, and it's Cuse, baby. It's the Orange. Mm-hmm. It was a unique win for them because. If you if you watch the game, you probably saw the same thing that me and Tyler saw. But um, when you look at the box scores, if you just were to right now pull it up and go, "Oh, I didn't catch this game," and look at the box score, nothing's going to blow you away. You know, sure here on the day, uh, high completion percentage, pretty good completion percentage for college, uh, going twenty two with thirty three. But um, he only averaged eight yards per attempt. He had a pick, didn't throw any touchdowns. Um, you know, 277 yards on the day, nothing spectacular. It was his, it was the, the moments, the pick the the spots that he was able to make plays down the field to his receivers, um, mainly to this dude Gatson, uh, had a day, uh, seven catches, 107 yards, no touchdown for him, but, um, I, I think, and, and even Tucker was shut down. You know what I mean? A guy that you actually would have been able to hype through the, those first three weeks, like, okay, here's a dude to keep your eye on um, and as far as the draft class goes. But a, a unique game in the fact that it's Syracuse's defense that ends up coming up clutch. I was just about to say their defense is kind of underrated. Yeah, I know they don't get a lot of life, a lot of love because they're in ACC and, you know, Syracuse is not really known for a basketball school or a football school, but right. they're, they're starting to get some love and I'm starting to love it too. Yeah, uh, both these teams, you know, Virginia, you know, a um, recent national championship for uh, college basketball. So bo- both these schools <laughs> have many much better days uh, playing on the basketball court than on the football field. But, I mean, defensively, they they held the the uh, Cavaliers to three of 12 on third down, you know, one of three on fourth. You know, they, they did their job. Um, it wasn't pretty. You know, it was kind mm-hmm. of big tensy in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, it felt very much like a Wisconsin-Iowa game at times. <laughs> Maybe not this year's Iowa. Golly, that yeah, oof. Oof. They, uh, they should catch fines for how bad they are to watch sometimes. Seriously. Uh, so you're right. Syracuse wins uh, to stay 4-0 and on the season. And uh, there's a few other basketball schools that uh, had good weekends. But... Uh, Real quick, we'll hit uh, our boys in blue because we already mentioned it. Uh, they struggle against Maryland. Uh, your thoughts on them in this game and then going forward if it's something to worry about? I think the boys were a little bit nervous. I know we talked before we started recording that JJ seemed like he was out of rhythm, out of sync. Um 
thank God we still have Blake Corum because he's unreal. And then it seems like our defense was still like sh- like shaking up a little bit. Like I don't know if the nerves were bumping, but you know we'll get into uh, you know preview for next week. You know we're we're going to Iowa for the ro- first road game of the year, but I think if we struggle against Iowa, I would maybe start to pump the brakes a little bit. Yeah, but we uh-huh. should blow out Iowa by a billion. <laughs> Dude, seriously, you know, I mean, as good as that defense is, I, I don't know exactly how they're going to be able to contain these wide receivers if JJ can actually get something going, uh, get in the rhythm. I mean, he he made plays still. There were still a few really good passes from him, but yeah, enough to give you pause. Uh, but Corum, I mean, you can't say enough yeah. good things about that dude. Um, I love him. He's a he reminds me a lot of Jarrett Patterson that played for UB. Uh, the short, yes. stocky guys, but Coram's got way more burst. He's got that extra gear when he gets in the open field that makes him so tough to tackle. He cuts off angles by his speed like no other right now, I think, in college football. Like, you think right, you've got the, the angle on him, and he's just gone. Yeah, and, you know, I'm glad you said that because, you know, he's kind of, you know, a little guy, so, you know, he can juke real quick and then he can get around some defenders but thank god we've had we had him and i think jj loves him because if, if jj starts to struggle or he feels pressured he can give the ball to blake and you know corn can do whatever he wants yeah absolutely uh so either way michigan holds on comes back actually kind of in a way to win um next is up is iowa so Tough test there, but let's switch over to some ACC action. Uh, we got Clemson taking on Wake Forest, a pretty diver- um, diverse range of experts and their picks on this game. I was watching game day, and everyone picked Clemson except for Pat McAfee, I want to say. And the only one that gave any sort of real insight into into why they thought that Clemson or Wake Forest would win was McAfee. I thought his explanation made the most sense. He goes, I'm banking on offense, proven offense I've seen so far this, this year. Through the first three weeks, Wake Forest offense has been electric. Clemson mm-hmm. has been spotty. Good last week, especially the second half last week. They were able to turn it on, put the game away. Woke themselves up, it seemed like. So um, I'm, I'm going to guess that you probably didn't get a chance to watch any of this. I also didn't catch a lot of this either. No, we were um, – I was getting some updates and scrolling through my ESPN app, and I saw some score updates in this. But, you know, I, th- I, I think last week I picked Wake Forest to win also because Clemson's offense was kind of shaky so far this season with their quarterback. And, you know, their defense is cha- championship defense. Yeah. I mean – they just did give up 45 points a week for us. But in weeks before, it's definitely national championship caliber defense. But yeah, um, I can't even say the quarterback's name. On the men's locker room, we call him ukulele. Uh, so, um, but yeah, he, uh, he he did pretty well. Yeah. 26 for 41, 371 yards and five touchdowns. So, Oh, woke up big time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Wake, so far this year, they beat somebody named VMI, then they beat Vanderbilt, and then they beat Liberty, just barely, 37-36 last week. Um, But high scoring. So, I mean, they just put up 45 against that defense. I mean, they got Florida State coming up. 
They got what else do they have? Oh, I just scrolled off of them, but you know, tougher tests are ahead, but not too much tougher. That might be the best defense they face. So right, you said Wake Forest, right? Yeah. They have Florida State, Army, Boston College, Louisville, North Carolina State, North Carolina, Syracuse, and Duke. So North Carolina State and Syracuse stand out as potential speed bumps. Right, and they're both on – oh, I'm sorry. The North Carolina State one is on the road, and then they Syracuse goes to Wake Forest. Okay. I would take Wake big time against Syracuse, I think, in that spot. We'll see many weeks from now. Um, but, I mean, definitely the the to get this test this early um, and and to look that good in a double overtime game. That I think that's fantastic effort from uh, Wake Forest. Absolutely, great game. Wish I could have watched it. Um, hats off to those that in, uh, were able to enjoy. Uh, let's go Big Twelve. We will go over to Baylor and Iowa State. A thirty-one twenty-four game. Uh, another game when I was watching game day that was very, um, it seemed like, I don't know, like I heard speed a lot of from like Baylor defensive gives speed and everyone said like, well, Iowa State's offense. And it's just like, I don't think like these, these guys always connect the dots all the way. I think they just wrote catchphrase words out when they're doing pickums. They're just like, I'm just going to, I'm going to say athletic. Yeah. These guys better athletes. And I'm like, I would like a a guy from Vegas. You know what I mean? People that set the lines in Vegas. I want them up there talking about, all right, Baylor and uh, Iowa State. Why we got the point spread here and uh, who who stands out? Um, didn't watch a, a single second of this game, but oh, I th- me neither. I'm right there with you. <laughs> uh, I think I didn't have a chance. It might have been like a, a Fox Sports two, maybe. I don't know. Maybe it was even. I don't know. I don't know why. I'm, I'm making up excuses now. But um, <laughs> we got third down efficiency. Let's look at this box score real quick. Ooh, interesting. So 5 of 13 for Baylor on third downs. But Iowa State was actually 8 of 15. So that's interesting hmm. that the team that lost uh, actually had the better third down uh, conversion uh, rate. Um, Passing-wise... Not bad. 19 of 26 uh, out of Baylor. Um, average 9.2. Better pull up his name real quick. And Baylor's got a tough schedule, too. Oh, yeah. Shapin. I remember you. Yeah. That name sounds Lake so Shapen. familiar. He's from Shreveport, Louisiana. Is he a transfer from LSU? That might be possible. And shout out to all the people listening right now that are confirming that or telling us we're wrong. <laughs> uh, he had a great day, though. Man, okay. 19 of 26, 238 through the year, through the air. Uh, average nine yards per attempt for three touchdowns. 81.8 or 0.3 QBR. Shaping makes the day haping. Did that work? That didn't work too well. Uh <laughs> Baylor having a pretty solid season. What do you think? They're, uh, that makes them three and one on the season. Um, their only loss was to BYU. That's interesting. Who just lost to Oregon this week? Right. And Baylor's got a tough schedule ahead too. Their next week, they're home against Oklahoma State, 
at West Virginia, home against Kansas, at Texas Tech, at Oklahoma. Kansas State comes to town, TCU, and then they end the year at Texas. Any chance that West Virginia games at night? Let me check. Could be. Sometimes they're not even announced yet. When they go. Yeah, probably. Could they? Do they? Does college flex games like the uh, NFL? They do reserve kickoff times for certain games. The networks are normally the bigger networks are normally predetermined, pretty far out. Mm-hmm. But then I also see sometimes you see like to be announced for channel to be announced for kickoff time. So I think there is right. some sort of bidding that kind of goes on. I don't know exactly how that works, but there must be because why else would they be left open for so long? Right. Seriously. And you said West Virginia, right? Yeah. That is in West Virginia, seven o'clock on FS1. That's and instantly, dude, that in my head, that just clicked to that's a tough game. West I'm Virginia in. doesn't have it all together this year. They're kind of, they, they're really balanced right now. They're one week the defense shows up, the next week the offense shows up, and it doesn't seem like they really are together yet. But dude, that place is nuts at night. Yeah, I can't wait for that one. My, my eyes will be on the screen. Top top five in party schools, West Virginia. To say, hey, there we go. Yeah, like every year they're ranked up there. Uh, so good on Baylor. I like that they're playing well because we need good challenges in the Big Twelve because Big Twelve's competitive. They are. This year's kind of crazy for them. How about this game, Tyler? Kansas moves to four and zero. Taking down the Duke Blue Devils. This game was nuts. Yeah, this game's actually on turf, not uh, on the court. Right, right. Uh, the Duke Blue Devils. Uh, the Duke Blue Devils um, was actually, I think they were favored going in this game. I'm not positive. I'm trying to remember if they were um, road favorites or not. I thought they might have been. Well, either way, I think everyone was just expect waiting for the shoe to drop on Kansas. It's like, all right, three nose cute. Ha ha ha. Fun, fun, fun. I think they're a real football team. I think they are. I'm checking their schedule right now to see if they have any national like excuse me, have any like national coverage here. Uh next week they got Iowa State, TCU at Oklahoma, mm. at Baylor, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, Texas, and then at Kansas State. A Kansas State game might be pretty good. Yeah, yeah. They I know it's far away, but. So they got this dude, Jalen Daniels, a junior uh, quarterback out of Lawndale, California, playing for Kansas. And he went 19 of 23, 324 through the air, four touchdowns, 14 yards per attempt, 11 carries, 83 yards, and another touchdown on top of it. Dude took over the game. Yeah, he's. I'm looking at his stat line right now too, and he's he's insane. Pretty good dude. I mean, the other side of the ball wasn't too bad either. Uh, Riley Leonard for Duke goes 24, 35, 324. Only one touchdown uh, for him though, so apparently not able to punch it in. Uh, this game was popping in and out through score updates. That's how I saw most of this game. Um, I think Kansas gets ranked. I, I think they have to, right? I mean, I think after this week, enough teams have caught two losses, and enough teams have 
uh, got their first loss. So, I, yeah, I think a lot of this is going to change as far as unranked teams moving up. Um, good on Kansas, dude. I think that, is that still less miles? I'm pretty sure it is. I've said it before. I should probably know by now, but haven't gone back to look. <laughs> uh, I'm good on that game. You good on that game? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Uh, this game we definitely headlined as the prime game of the week. The one to get your eyes on. The one that would have had some of the better matchups as far as uh, pro uh, prospects going, but uh, Tennessee hosting the Gators. It's where game day was. It was a good scene out there. Uh, Tennessee holds on to win 38-33 after a half-hearted attempt by Florida to get back in the game. Yeah, unfortunately, I could not watch this game. I really wanted to, but I think Tennessee's for real. Now, if you're a Tennessee fan listening to me, you probably want to jump me because I said that about Florida two weeks ago, and then they haven't won a game since. So I don't know if I just curse the University of Tennessee, but I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, you didn't say they're back, so I think you're okay. That's true. I did yeah. not say they're back. There's no curse <laughs> of back. Um, man, this game, I did watch probably around three quarters of this game. They had like 65% of my attention. Um, Richardson is, uh, how can I put this? He is the magic elixir that makes that team go, or he's the anchor that sinks the ship. It's like Cam Newton. I know we uh, compared him a couple weeks ago, maybe week one or two. Uh, you know, Cam Newton could take a team to the Super Bowl, and then he can also lose you to an 0 16 Jacksonville Jaguar team. Um, that he kind of reminds me of. Cam Newton a little bit. Yep. Uh, Cam, he did play at Florida for a minute, didn't he? I think so. Was that the university he got booted out of? And then he had to go play junior college for a company yeah. Auburn? I think that all makes sense. Uh, you know he was at ECC? He attended ECC? Did he? Yeah. yeah well, I mean, he, I don't think he ever played here, but I think he had a visit. Okay. Interesting. He was this close. This close. Yeah. And I don't I don't I don't know if it would have made any difference in his career. He still probably would have ended up at like Auburn or something. All right, um, seriously. Well, Richardson on the day, 24-44, 453 yards through the air, two touchdowns, a pick. I'm trying to remember if I remember the pick. I don't think so. What I remember the most out of that game is he kept running into his own lineman. It just he, he was not reading his QB options all that well. Mm-hmm. A lot of his read-offs were off, uh, whether to keep it or, or to hand it off or I don't know. It, it was um, lackluster. Now, he did have two rushing touchdowns, um, so, you know, good production through the ground on that. But I think the, the, the Tennessee quarterback is – Actually, showing himself to be like a legit dude to watch. Oh yeah, Hooker, Hendon Hooker, senior, six four, two eighteen. So obviously a guy that'll be entering the draft this year. Uh, he goes twenty two of twenty eight, three hundred forty nine yards through the air with two tutties. He also had thirteen carries for one hundred twelve yards and another touchdown on top of it. He was electric. 
I think he... Yeah, he's kind of a... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, that's fine. I was just going to say, I, I think he's that kind of guy that's going to show enough the rest of the year that he's going to have... He's going to boost his draft stock. But when it, when it comes down to it, NFL guys aren't going to like it as much like because of what it was the previous years were like. Right. Yeah, I can see that. And now Tennessee's getting some national light, so you know maybe he can. I wonder how he responds. Yeah. Well, and we just put the curse on him probably for liking him. That's true. So I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, we've been long cursing this <laughs> team. If the, they lose next week, <laughs> it's the hate mail coming to Matt's. Oh, it, it's email. coming. Yeah, the two point Gmail is going to get loaded <laughs> up. Sorry, man. Hope you don't check it yeah, too sorry. often. <laughs> Uh, Texas hosts, wait, did they? No, Texas tech hosts, sorry. Uh, Texas number 22, Texas, the we're back, Texas, the longhorns for life, Texas. Uh, but it's Texas tech that pulls off the victory, a end of game game winning field goal. I did watch this at the end and caught the finish exciting finish that once again, I think Texas blew it. Yeah, horns down again. I I don't know. I don't, get it. I don't either. I but I do know this. How about this week isn't as bad of a loss as other weeks just because like the Alabama loss will stand out because you, you actually had that game won. I mean just oh, yeah, they were there. But this one it was a back and forth, and you never it never really felt like either team was in control. So I don't blame them for losing on the road in a you know decent rivalry with um, the Red Raiders of Texas Tech. But I there, you know, they got the Manning kid, right? Yep. So yeah, so he'll be joining them this fall, if not spring. He might be in early spring guy uh, too in Rolly. Um that's when they'll really have a chance to be back they'll probably have to do some sweet talking <laughs> to right. keep some of those guys that want to enter the draft this year um, they got that dude he's like 6'7 whatever his name's like Johnny um, he's a beast but if he could stay for another year and hook up with uh, Archie Manning the second Junior, sophomore man, arch man. <laughs> um, I just think it's hilarious. He's like, you had to name him after your dad. I mean, I get it. I love your dad too, but two Archie Mannings right. a good name to begin with. Archie's not a great name. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Uh, first team on name. So the Red Raiders win uh, last second. Texas Tech. Um, I don't know as far as like program prospects for the rest of the year. I mean, they, they already kind of flubbed a little bit. Um, so it's going to be a tough hill to climb. The The big 12 right now is, is so weird to predict because I mean, Kansas out to that early four and oh start, but you, you doubt it's going to her out. Not Florida. That's say Florida. I thought I said Florida. Anyways, Kansas <laughs> out to that early four and oh start. I think they got a chance uh, to distance themselves that they can keep plucking away, but you wouldn't think so. And and the Big Twelve is so offense crazy; it's harder harder mm-hmm. to. Bring. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm ready to move on. Ready to move on? I'm good, yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, here we go. James Madison upsets Appalachian State. The Cinderella story has come to a close. One of the most exciting teams so far in the early season as far as entertainment value. They've been exciting to watch. Um, I think James. this is James Madison's first big test since moving into FBS. Like this mm-hmm. was, it was hype big time. Um, it was in Boone County. So big road win here for uh, James Madison. Um, quarterback, average day. Running backs, average day. I mean, I don't see anything box score wise that makes me think there's some kind of juggernaut in the waiting. Now I got Davis here, Marshall for Appalachian State. No one had a great day. Man, I was going to try and pull out one dude. I'm like, all right, keep on him. Either way, um, we'll just mention the quarterback because we'll be cherry pickers like that. Todd Santeo, a senior from West Palm Beach, Florida, uh, six foot, 222, um, 16 of 28 on the day, 204 passing yards, and two tutties to go with it. So exciting game there was back and forth. Um, not okay. Appalachian state jumped out to an early lead and then it seemed, and then Madison came back, but then it seemed like Appalachian had a chance to like win it. And then they kind of goofed up and then Madison ended up pulling it off in the end. Yeah. I didn't get to watch this game. Unfortunately. I don't, I think it was on ESPN plus. I was just keeping up on my, that was actually a box score watcher for me. I was okay, yeah. up on the apps just to see, like, all right, what's going on in this game? And how about this game? Pac-12 action. Oregon taking on Washington State. Oh, boy. What is Oregon, Tyler? They are confusing. They're a confusing team. I want to buy in. I want to say oh. that it was just George. You know okay. I, mean? I want to say that they should be able to stay competitive the rest of the year here. They've had a really good test to start off the year. So they completely flub week one against Georgia. They're not ready. All right. 49-3 loss. Then they take care of Eastern Washington like they should, 70-14. Then they have a really good test at home playing BYU, they take care of them by three scores. Then they go on the road to Washington State, who's got, you know, always that dynamic air raid offense and able to withstand that. So I think they're almost in the clear in a way because, like, okay, they could lose. They could lose a game to U.S. They play U.S. at the end of the year? No, UCLA. But, um, I mean, they could, they could lose to Stanford, sure. You know, that's next week, maybe. Arizona, they should take care of. UCLA, they should take care of. Cal, they should take care of. Colorado, definitely take care of. Uh, Washington's tougher. You know, they're 4-0 um, on the year right now. So, looking forward, that's tougher. Utah, you know, has got always got a good defense. So, 3-1 on the year, they're tough. And then your home rivalry game, or, uh, you know, in-state rivalry game with Oregon State. I I, I want to say they can be in the playoffs. 
Keep this one loss. To, keep this one loss to Georgia, which doesn't look great. But you can everyone will go and look at it at the end of the year and go, "Well, it's Georgia," and we already yeah, have exactly. as our number one team, anyhow. Right, and I mean Oregon. You know they have a tougher schedule at the end. You know they got uh, Washington, and then they have um, who was it? Utah and Utah for the last two years, last two seasons. Utah has the Ducks number. Yeah. So Oregon's got to figure out that. You know, the one, uh, you know, you, you, Utah won the Pac-12 last year, didn't they? Yep. Yeah. So don't want to defend that crown. Um, I mean, this game, scores galore. <laughs> um, everyone had a fun day. So <laughs> good old Bo Nix. <laughs> this dude. <laughs> My goodness. He's such a roller coaster. So they had good Bo this week. 33, 40, uh, 44, 428 yards. Three touchdowns and a pick, you know, nine yards per attempt. Pretty good day running the ball um, as well for Bonex. He had six attempts for 30 yards. So opportunistic with the legs. And um, their wide receiver that balled out. Let's see here. Troy Franklin, a sophomore from East Palo Alto, California. He's 6'3, 178, but he goes uh, five of, for 137. And a tutty. So good air attack from them. Um, Washington State turned the ball over more. Uh, Cameron Ward ends up giving the ball away twice with two picks. Um, They really couldn't do anything on the ground. Like really anything on the ground. And receivers are just average. And that Oregon defense, um, they got names still. You know, Javon Holland left the team, obviously, but you know, and uh, Tip um, uh, Thibodeau, you know, left mm-hmm. the team, but you know, there's still dudes there. Yeah, I think Oregon will be fine. It's good to see. I think I think they're an up and coming program, especially now. I'm going to keep saying this kind of stuff, but like the the NILs are going to change so much, and like. Exactly. Being there in, in in Eugene, where the Nike headquarters are, and some other um, like software, they're like big software companies out there and stuff. Um, they can pull in. There's money, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, Sit yeah, right. That people can pull in. So you, you New Jersey's every minute, huh? New Jersey's every minute. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. get that sweet logo. Yeah, they'll be fine. I like when they bust out the old school one, the one that looks like Donald Duck. Oh yeah, I like that too. Which they actually got the okay of. We said it on our on um mine and Ryan's first episode of Processing the Process. I brought it up because we were doing like an introduction with mascots and stuff. And I was like, the first rendition, and they, they asked Walt Disney if they had the blessing, and he said, Yeah, go for it. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. A little surprising considering the Disney we know now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, we're probably going to get sued just for saying their name so many times. Uh, boy, there's a lot of close games here. Um, I'm we're not going to go in depth. I just want to mention them real quick because I want to be a little more inclusive this week. Uh, Navy uh, outlasts East Carolina twenty three twenty. They went to double overtime. That's a fun game there. Uh, Ball State drops one against Georgia Southern, so Georgia Southern gets off a good victory here. Um, 
Rice and Houston play a close game. Houston pulls off another win after just dropping out of the top 25 last week. Uh, I doubt they're back in this week, but uh, Houston wins 34-27. Kentucky survives a close one, uh, a little closer than they would have liked. So uh, they take down Northern Illinois 31-23. Close scare from them. And then the one that I really wanted to mention, which I'm sure lots of you watched, it was the game on ABC, uh, Texas A&M hosting Arkansas. Did you see the Arkansas uniforms? I did. White on white on white with just red trim. Those are clean. Yeah. I'm going to have to look those up. But there's something missing with that helmet also being white. I don't know what it was. Are you pulling up an image? Uh, yeah. Let me let me check this out real quick. The Aggies, uh, the Aggies, uh, like I said, pull off the victory, twenty three twenty one. Um, I I was watching parts of this game, and the thing that stuck out to me was if Texas A and M didn't recruit so well on the offensive line. And in the running back room, they wouldn't beat anybody because this dude cannot move the ball through the air. 11 of 21, 151 yards, seven yards per attempt, one touchdown. But the the running back goes off, 19 for 159 yards and a tutty. It was a fun game to watch because it, it didn't seem like either team was in great control. There was a lot of back and forth. Um. Where is the box score, box score? ESPN. I changed it up this week and went to ESPN for the <sighs> breakdowns here instead of Bleacher Report because they kept letting me down. And they are helping me with all the players a lot better. But they don't have me, uh, like the, the box score like directly in front of my face, which is weird. They have play-by-play, right. but they don't have... Now I'm complaining just to complain. I'll stop. <laughs> Jefferson. There we go. Thank you. Uh, KJ Jefferson Jr. from Sardis, Mississippi, the quarterback for the Arkansas Razorbacks. He had a good day. He had a really good day, I thought, as far as being in control of the moment, not putting his team in bad places, you know, not forcing the ball, taking sacks when it was okay, too. I, I just think that they weren't able to generate enough explosive plays. I think that's what took them down. Because we've known this about college is that it's rare that there's teams that can sustain and go on 12 play drives. That is very rare. Teams that are number one, number two, number three, whatever, you know, take even the top 10, whatever. Those offenses, a lot of times, they can generate massive plays and in short amount of time. And it's because of the understanding of space in the college football and they recruit so well and you get elite athletes with the ball in their hands and, and, you know, creative ways that the NFL finally gets into now. But um, I think mostly that's what this could have, you know, the story could have been written as is explosive offense from A&M takes down Razorbacks defense or something like that. Just there, there was no answer. There's no way to come back. 
And, you know, it's not bad. It's not a bad loss. You know, it was a tough place to play. They they went to Jerry World for, for this one. So mm-hmm. a lot of pressure there, a lot more fans with eyes on you. Maybe that was the deciding factor. You know, not really sure. Got a good one this week, too. Home against Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. And to use a term I've heard so many times over on uh, the solid verbal, I see a, uh, a crock potting happening on that one. It's uh, <laughs> low and slow. Alabama, you don't even realize you're being cooked. And then you you look up in the fourth quarter and you're down with three scores. And we're like, wait, when did that happen? Yeah, right. It happened overall the whole during the whole game, my friend. <laughs> it was that one time that you fumbled or that one one bad punch you had or you know, that you can't. That's that's what I said against Texas when they played them. I was like, Texas, you can't get the ball away in bad times. You can't have short drives. You pedal on the metal or pedal to the metal, man. You gotta keep going up or else you're done. Done done. Absolutely. Uh I'm I'm good with week four. What do you think? I'm good. Okay. Get to some previews. Yes. Uh, anything stand out to you right now? Um, Wisconsin is not good as they think. You come? Um, trying to think of another one here. Oklahoma's fraudish. Oh, I like that term. And maybe one more here. Let me look. Syracuse might be underrated. Mm. They probably are. They probably are. They, and they'll probably continue to be. I think you, they could even get up to the seven win, seven and all range, and people would still look in them and go, yeah, but. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, I want to see them. I want to play and see Clemson like tonight. <laughs> yeah, we have to wait a while for that one. Right. Thanks. Uh, as far as week five action goes, pretty okay is the way I'll put yeah. it. I'm not as excited yeah. about week five at, early, at first glance here compared to week four. Um, Pac-12 action. You got Washington taking on UCLA, so two four and zero teams worth mentioning. Uh, it's a Friday night game, so Friday night uh, after dark on ESPN, 10.30 kickoff Eastern, you have UCLA hosting Washington, so that'll be a fun game to watch if you can stay awake. Um, Never. <laughs> I can't. I Me mean, neither. I'm probably working the next day, so definitely no. Uh, Ole Miss hosts number, so number 14, Ole Miss hosts number 7 at Right now, time of recording, um, Kentucky, both 4-0. This is a noon kickoff on ESPN, so excellent that it's a noon kickoff. Oh, and remember how I said I was going to bring up the other monitor, so I had two, I had the big screen. Oh, yeah. Upstairs. It is up and running, so good to go there. <laughs> um, yeah, but this should be fun. Ole Miss hosting Kentucky, noon kickoff, great early game to tune into. We haven't done picks yet on it. Um, let me go back real quick. UCLA, Washington. Who are you taking? Mm, I like the Huskies. Okay, I'm with you. Right in defense? Yep, absolutely. Me too. Uh, Ole Miss, uh, Kentucky. Who are you taking? I like the upset here. I like Ole Miss at home. 
Yeah. I'm going to... I think I'm going to stick with Lane on this one. I'm going to go Lane Kiffin. Okay. The fighting Lane Kiffin's out of Ole Miss. <laughs> That's a huge spot for them. Hope to see them pull it off. Uh, how about this one? TCU hosting Fraudish, Oklahoma? I think so. And they're going to be back-to-back week Fraudish because I like the Horn Frogs at home. Ooh, Horn Frogs. Moving to four and oh, it's a noon kickoff in ABC. So if you got two screens like me, you're all set. Um, moving on, we got some Big 12 action. I want to mention this because my Purdue Boilermakers are starting to fall apart, but I think they have a huge opportunity here on the road against Minnesota Golden Gophers, who are fe- feeling quite fat and plump. Uh, getting these four victories. They're feeling really good about themselves, and I think uh, it's time for someone to knock that chip off them. Yeah, I do too. I think uh, it's going to be a close game, but I think I'm going to take the Golden Gophers at home. Yeah, they're, they're they're giving up 10 points, though, so what about does that change your mind? No. Okay, cool. Not everything has betting lines. See, this is something that they have consistent with Bleacher Reporters. They don't, not all of them have betting lines. I'll mention them along the way. Here is the game um, that I'll probably try and... Oh, no, this is another noon game? Oh, come on. I thought this would have been a later game. But Kansas State hosts Texas Tech, both 3-1. and one. Um, Kansas State actually ranked at 25. So what are we thinking? Mm, this, this game could either go either way. Um. I think Texas Tech is building something. I think they're going to build off that Texas win. I think they're going to beat against the Wildcats. I think they're going to take it. I think... I mean, if this was a game in Lubbock, which is, I believe, where Texas Tech plays, I would say the Kansas State defense could travel. Defense travels. But seeing as they're hosting, um, that does much matter. (laughs) I can't pick. I don't. I can't pick Kansas State. I just can't. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Oregon State, Utah, both three and one. Utah number twelve. They had a two o'clock kickoff on Saturday on Pac twelve network. Give me Utah at home. I think they're the Pac twelve favorites. Yeah, yeah. Once again. They haven't let up too much. I mean, they do have one early loss in the year, but they can rebound from that. Here's the marquee game. You already highlighted it. Arkansas hosts Alabama, three and one, taking on four and oh, a three thirty kickoff on CBS. That I could have guessed. Yeah, I think uh, seems like every year Arkansas keeps it close until the second half, and then Alabama just steamroll them. And I think they're going to do that again. I like Alabama on the road. On the road. Uh, I have no reason to pick against uh, Alabama because they're a juggernaut. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will be pulling for Arkansas. But yeah, it's Alabama. Ohio State, Columbus, home of this game. Rutgers comes to town. Three and one Rutgers, super fun story. I gotta take the Buckeyes at home. Yeah, minus forty one. <laughs> but I just, I mean, 
Rutgers is three one. I just wanted to give them a shout out. Like, hey, you're right. awful. <laughs> uh, Baylor and Oklahoma State. Baylor hosts three and one versus three and zero. Baylor at home too. I like the Cowboys on the work on the road. Nine versus sixteen. That'll be rough for Baylor. This is a real opportunity. Uh three thirty kickoff on Fox. Let's go out to Kansas taking on Iowa State, a four and oh, taking on a three and one. This is a three thirty kickoff on ESPN two. Mm. I like Kansas. Yeah. I don't know why, but yeah. I think they're going to be uh, what they'll be. What five and zero? They win. That would push it to five and zero. I think they will. I think they'll be five. I'm trying to see what. Okay, pulls up some good stuff here. Uh, points per game. The Jayhawks are averaging forty-eight and a half, and Iowa State Cyclones are averaging twenty-nine point eight. So huge discrepancy in points there. But still, right. 29 is pretty good for an offense. Defenses, well, the, as expected, the defense is the difference, too. Iowa State's got a much stronger defense, averaging 266 yards allowed compared to Kansas, 402. My goodness. Shootout City. Uh, I'll take the offense with you, though. That's fun. Go, Kansas. Trying to see any other ones. Syracuse About, has a uh, weak oh, one this week against Wagner. Blech. 22 Wake Forest at 23 Florida State. Oh, there you go. I honestly, I'm not too sure. I think it's flip a coin. Yeah. There you go. I'm not too sure. I don't even know if I can even pick a winner. Vegas oh. is favoring FSU. Okay. I'll go with Vegas. And I guess if it was in Wake Forest, it would be uh, still FSU because it's minus six. I will say Wake Forest. Their offense okay. is too strong. But I'll probably be wrong because I normally am. <laughs> uh, so here's LSU. Fresh off their suspension. What is it? There, something happened to them this week. Okay, want me to pull up? I can pull it up. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, so LSU was in the news this past week. It says LSU, the NCAA placed LSU's football program on one year of probation and issued a three-year show cause against a former assistant coach who admitted to meeting with prospects and giving team gear during COVID-19 restrictions dead period. Uh-huh. So tough look for the Tigers. Very tough. I wonder if the assistant coach is still employed. Yeah, really. I mean, the damage is already done. Might as well hold on to him if he's good. If he's good at recruiting, you can at least still recruit, get guys paid. Uh, what was the other news that went on this week? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Arizona State's fires head coach Herm Edwards, and then we find out that it's he lost a bunch. <laughs> He like he was uh getting sabotaged by his like not his assistants but 
people in the organization were leaking leaking information to the opposing teams, which is outrageous. Outrageous. Um, I think that's it. I don't know if we have anything else we need to say. Um, but it's it's been a great college football season so far. Um, I lost Tyler for a second. Oh, he's back. So we're going to get back in. Hey, I kept it rolling, so uh, everyone knows. So, <laughs> um, I was saying that like the, these first four weeks have been great. Um, the third, you know, week three was in, eh, but this week I thought was excellent, and it looks like next week's going to be pretty good too. Um, last game to highlight here, uh, we already mentioned it because of going through the other games, but Clemson and NC State. Clemson hosts NC State. Hmm. This is a this is the the prime game on ABC at seven thirty. Uh, this is tough. Um, in Clemson too, I think it's going to be rock, and I think no way Clemson loses at home. Yeah, yeah, I think they finally captured you know the the right amount of momentum here on offense and stuff. So I'm absolutely, with, yeah. All right. Well, I think we can close the chapter on this week. Um, if we didn't mention your team, go ahead, call us out, whatever. It's all right. Because we can't mention you all. And, yes, we will continue to mention our own Michigan Wolverines. If you don't like it, start your own podcast. Actually, start your own podcast just because it's fun. Exactly. <laughs> Tyler's got his own podcast. I do. I love it. Give a shout-out. Yeah, if you ever uh, want to listen to me and a couple of my boys, check out the men's locker room. You can find it on Spotify, Apple, and anywhere you can find a podcast. Come join us. We give you the sports world. We'll talk about football, hockey. Um, make sure you come and laugh. We make sure we make people laugh. And uh, strong words are exchanged, definitely. <laughs> and hot takes are given. Yeah, and we'll never forget to hit the explicit button. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, man. Good stuff. Uh, you can check out my stuff on the network, too. Um, I don't have anything else going on besides um, this show and my other appearances on this show. <laughs> but I think we're going to be bringing back crafting and drafting, if anyone's a fan of that show, uh, next week. It's looking like the beginning of October here. So I'm excited for that. But, um, yeah, I got nothing else to plug right now, but I will soon. But uh, until uh, next time, I think that uh, the two-point conversation is good. Three, nine, nine. Three, three. Yeah, spot.